Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, we'll look back at last night's immature 6-3 Sens loss to the Calgary Flames that puts their road trip record at 0-4. And And rumor has it Steve Steos is looking for a trade partner, but is now the right time? Is there the right options available? We'll get into all that. Plus, it's now been 10 games under head coach Jacques Martin. Who are the top and worst performers? We'll get into all that and more on today's edition of the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 956 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers in the U.S. get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. You can also follow the show on social media. We're at Send Central on Twitter, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. The show is free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube, where a like, comment, and subscription go a long way to helping the show grow. Today is Wednesday, January 10th, and Pillsy, it's a Belleville Sends game day, going for seven straight wins. <laughs> yeah, let's just... Uh... Let's creep away from the Ottawa Senators uh, story timeline and let's hop back down onto the AHL and discuss the Belleville Senators who are just a, a pinnacle of success, like the, the shining light in the league that is the Senators organization in the American Hockey League. I mean, they, they've only allowed one goal in each of their last two games. That's something the big club could, could learn from. Ottawa allowed four goals. In the third period last night to completely collapse three different leads, yep. Pilsy. Yep. In that sends loss to the Calgary Flames last night. Like I think Brady Kachuk summed it up best. They had an opportunity, second intermission, to show their maturity in the third, and they just simply laid an egg. There's no other way to put it. There really isn't. That was as as poor an effort in the third period as possible. Guys getting pushed off the puck. Guys, yep. you know, look, the goals themselves were fluke. But nobody cares about the bounces anymore, right? You make your own bounces by putting pucks. Ottawa's first goal, Jacob Bernard Dockers, was a bounce right off the defenseman and in. So you make bounces by getting pucks in the right position. Sure, broken stick right on the guy's tape. Off off another skate, right right to it. Off uh, Chikrin, blocks a shot, goes right off. But like outside of the bounces, because everyone's sick of hearing it, like, how would you summarize not only the third period, but Jacques Martin also pointed at the first two goals as the big reason that they lost the game. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of, uh, you see the captain at the intermission saying, all right, we have a chance to show our maturity here. They completely collapse. And then you see the coach after the game being like, we, we got to find out how these guys can be a man, like be a man. That was the, uh, the quote from Jacques Martin or uh, once the third period comes, we just sell the farm was another great quote from him, but it just comes down to Ross. 
or at least in my eyes, the Calgary Flames wanted that win more than the Ottawa Senators didn't want that loss. Does that make sense? Like the Sens don't care. It seems like they don't really mind losing. They're they're quite comfortable losing. It's it's what happens on a common occurrence four game losing streak going on right now with probably another tough go as they're terrible on the road up against Buffalo tomorrow. But this is a team that had the lead going into the third period, had a chance to at least shut down defensive, shut things down defensively and just carry on and end the game with a three, two win. Instead, this ends up completely getting away from them and they end up losing six, three, four straight unanswered goals in one period. Oh my goodness. Now the empty netter, you're like, Oh, it's an empty netter. Well, it was an absolute poor effort starting behind the opponent's net and working their way all the way back to Timmy's giveaway. He snaps his stick after that one goes in to double up the defeat and just awful, just awful. I mean, we were used to the second period collapses this road trip. They've switched it up on us. They had the first period collapse against Vancouver and now we get a third period collapse against Calgary. So what's in store next? Wait, and I'm sure you'll find out. Now, lots of talk on social media is about a big trade that has to happen. Look, the culture is rotten in Ottawa. That's what people are saying. And a lot of it goes to the blame of the big dogs. The $8 million men, as I'm liking to call them these days. You've got Josh Norris, Thomas Shabbat, Brady Kachuk, Tim Stutzla. And by proxy, you could say Jake Sanderson, even though he's still on his entry-level contract this year. Um, so I hesitate to put him in this conversation even yet. Now I'm not talking about trading these guys, but I am saying that that's where you would have to look if you're going to make an enormous splash. Now these trades don't usually get done during the season either, but I'm looking at the names that are available and Frank Cervelli puts out his trade bait board and it's like none of, none of it's really doing it for me. So I'm I'm kind of at a loss for what happens next. Like, I don't know if you're Steve Steos and the whole scouting department, management team, they're all in Florida. They've got their scouting meetings right now. So they all watched that sends loss together, I'd imagine, last night. And I'm sure there was some collective head pounding against walls, just being like, what do we do? What What's going on? But, um, Pelzi, what did you think when you were looking at that trade bait board? Well, just first, like... You got to think what uh, our hashtag friend of the show, Dave Poolin, is thinking. It's been, it's been terrible. Trade Pooley. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm saying you come into this organization and this is the sample size that uh, you're given first impression. Now, obviously, Dave Poolin, a guy that uh, watches and covers the Sens a bunch, so it's not like any of this would be a shock to him. But my God, you think they would give him a, a little bit of something to go off here? But uh, in regards to the trade bait question, Ross, yeah, we looked through the list this morning. Frank Sarah Valley put an article out on Daily Faceoff, uh, putting what twenty five guys on on this list, give yeah, or 20- take. And I, I even went 25. through teams' rosters, guys who aren't even on this, and like anyone who's like, oh, that would be great. It's like, why the heck would they move them? They they're they're using that player to the better of their abilities to get somewhere this year, like. It feels like any big trade would have to be this summer. Yeah, definitely. The big trades don't really happen during the season or even at the trade deadline these days. And for a reason, the cap juggling is so intense and complicated. You you need to take time to plan it all out and see how rosters shake out and things like that. Um, I mean, there's a couple names that are interesting, Ross, but the issue is uh, like 
you know, maybe a guy like Sean Walker. That's an interesting name. The Senators could use a right shot defenseman. He's been having a good season. Philly is kind of in, uh, well, no, they are in their rebuild mode, selling off pieces probably to get some more assets. But you look at that, and that's a guy with one year left on his deal. And you don't know if the Ottawa Senators can re-sign him. And you're probably going to get a contending team that's willing to pay a lot more for him as just a rental and not worried about re-signing him. And you're going to get outbid there. Um, a guy that I really like is Jason Dickinson in Chicago. He's their top paid forward right now with all the injuries they have, only making 2.65. He's having a really good year, good Guelph Storm guy. So, you know, I, I like the, the roots there. And he kills penalties. He's got decent size. But again, that's a guy with one year left under $3 million that teams going to the playoffs and expecting to have a long run would pay a pretty penny for just to have as a rental. And if the centers were looking at acquiring him, like, what are people's incentives for if they get traded to Ottawa re-signing here? Like, we saw it with Alex Dabrinkit. Clearly, there was something that he thought wasn't going to wasn't going to go right for this core or this franchise, and he thought the grass was greener somewhere else. You're looking at Jacob Jacob Chikrin, two years left on his deal, although he wanted to come here, uh, so maybe that plays an impact here. But I don't I don't know if guys on expiring deals were traded here. I just have a hard time feeling like warm and cozy inside that they're gonna Steve Steos is gonna be able to re-sign them to a decent deal long term, and Ross. We used to have the kind of feeling or thought that, okay, if you trade for a guy on an expiring deal, but he's an RFA, oh, that's perfect. He's an RFA. You have the leverage. You can negotiate a contract. Essentially, it's a shoe-in that they're going to re-sign. Again, I'll point to Alex Debrinkit. That turned out to be an absolute disaster. So if guys are on expiring deals, I just don't think it makes sense. And those are the only guys available, really. Like there, there's a couple other names on that list, but again, I don't see it working out for Ottawa to be able to outbid, or I don't think it would be smart for Ottawa to try and outbid some teams uh, in like either a middle pair right shot D or a middle six or bottom six veteran forward. It's the market's not great out there. And if, if if people listening have better ideas, better options, toss them in the comments and, and we can discuss. But from what Ross and I have looked around, it's so easy as a fan just to be like, oh, you got to trade, get this guy, get this guy. But you have to take a second. You have to take a sober look and be like, would that team even want to trade that guy? What would it cost to get that guy? Would that guy re-sign? Like, there's so many implications when it comes to a trade. You can't just be firing off trades and everything's going to work perfectly. So, man, Steve Steos, he's got his work cut out for him here. This is going to be a difficult situation to figure uh, his way out of. Just have to keep all your picks, too, because this prospect pool needs a refurbishing, to say the least. Yeah, and Ross, that's the thing. The Ottawa Senators... They, their bread and butter was drafting and developing. And, you know, I, I would say they, they've had success doing that. But then they got to a point where they're, they're like, okay, we've drafted and developed. We have our core guys. We've locked our core guys up. They're in the NHL now. Now we're going to use our draft capital, our all our wealth that we have in picks, prospects, well, most, most notably first round picks. And we're going to go acquire other guys that are going to be entering their prime and are going to help our team out. 
and and that hasn't worked out well. Free agency, I, w- I would argue, also hasn't been a great spot. Like, it just seems like Ross teams that trade for kind of role player pieces or go to free agency, those aren't the teams that end up having success. It's the teams that draft and develop and build a core or teams like Vegas that when they do make a trade, they're acquiring, I don't want to say generational talent, that's a bit of a stretch, but like you look at Eichel, Stone, Petrangelo, like those are top echelon guys that they're willing to move capital to acquire and they're able to lock them down. So I I just think if you're the Ottawa Senators, you – I don't want to say it's time to rebuild again because that I'm not ready. I can't do that. Um, But I think you do have to focus on trying to hit some home runs through drafting and developing. I do have one trade option that could be something the Sens look at. I'll tell you what that is next. And we'll look back at the 10 games that were under Jacques Martin, where Ottawa's got three wins. The Senators on a four game losing streak. They'll be in Buffalo tomorrow to take on the Sabres. That's all coming up next on Locked On Senators, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel, the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network and North America's number one sportsbook. And for a good reason, guys, they got the best sportsbook app out there. And if you're thinking about joining FanDuel right now is the best time because new customers in the U.S. get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Math guy, you could turn $5 into $150 if your team wins. So, like I mentioned, if you think about joining FanDuel, get going on it now. The app is my favorite sportsbook app to use. They got lots of fun betting apps, uh, betting options, trending bets. They got same game parlays. You can bet on spreads, player props, over-unders. Maybe check out the futures tab and see if you think you've you've got a good uh, insight on who's going to win some NHL awards. You can do that. NFL playoffs are coming up. So there's lots of things to get excited about on the FanDuel app. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get in on the action. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. The Glebe Central Pub is right in the heart of the Glebe. It's your neighborhood pub at 779 Bank Street. And when you head there, let them know that Locked On Senator sent you. We love going there when we're in town for the great food, the tasty drinks, and the awesome interactive atmosphere that they put on to make everyone feel very community-driven, whether it's open mic night, whether it's live music. They got the dartboard. You can go have some fun there, and they've got all the TVs you need to catch, whether it's their Arsenal supporter bar or if you just want to catch the game, Senator's game's always on the TV down at the Glebe Central Pub. They also have the Senator shuttle bus to and from the CTC for the low, low price of just $17 round trip to and from the CTC. You can go buy your tickets for $17 online at GlebeCentralPub.com. Calm. The next bus is going against the game against the Montreal Canadiens. That's January 18th. So go get your tickets today, GlebeCentralPub.com. And make sure you go visit the Glebe Central Pub, whether you're heading down to Lansdowne to shop, play, or heading to CPWHL Ottawa. Go make your trip to the Glebe Central Pub, 779 Bank Street. The vibes are free at the GCP. I yeah. love this tune, man. The new tune. It's, it's doing it for me. It's fun. It, 
It is. We need to get the sense turned around with this tune and, and let us ride with it. All right, Pilsy, here we go. It is a Senators off day, we believe, or a travel. We'll see what happens with the Senators. They haven't been so good, at least on the road, at tweeting out their practice schedule at media underscore send. So if you know anybody in the organization, get those back. We like recording. We- yeah. When we know the team's going to practice. We need the practice times. It, it's uh, That's how our life was scheduled. And now they're not tweeting out the practice times. It's all it's all a mess here. So it, if you want to fix something with the Ottawa Senators, tweet out the practice times. Come on. Come on. We need best in class here. Pilsy, the Ottawa Senators management team, we mentioned they're all in Florida. So it makes sense. They go check out a game at Amelie Arena. The Tampa Bay Lightning were hosting the LA Kings. They beat the LA Kings. And get this, the Kings have lost six in a row the la kings are in free fall mode and yes a lot of the attention is on pierre-luc dubois but i was like you know what i need to come to the people today with at least one opportunity for a trade and i'm gonna look for connections because the last regime loved that so much and i mean in the hockey world there's gonna be connection dave Poulin comes in oh he worked with steve steos before steve steos comes in oh he worked with michael anlauer before well you know who a player is who you could probably get for cheap. And I would see him, this isn't going to move the needle like a crazy amount, but at least it's, it's if Dominic Kubelik is being moved out, this could be a type of player. He's killed the Sens in the past as well. And we know in the past, like Mikel Bodker comes to mind. Oh, you, you hurt us. You beat us a lot. Well, maybe we'll trade for you. Arthur Kaliev as a guy who has just fallen out of favor with the LA Kings. And I'm curious if there's a deal to be made there where the LA Kings could be interested in Eric Brandstrom as a type of defenseman. We know they've also been in interested of in Jacob Chikrin in years past. I think hopefully that ship sailed. Obviously, I'm hoping that Jacob Chikrin remains an Ottawa Senator. I made that clear on yesterday's show, but um, that's just a name I'm going to throw out there. He's, he's making under a million dollars. Now, they're right up against the cap too, so could a guy like Carl Grundstrom be in the mix there? Like, are they interested in maybe Tarasenko at 50% retain? Grundstrom's making like 1.8. Not sure if the money works exact, but those are just a couple names, and LA could be a team that would be looking to make a shakeup. Yeah, I got to be honest, Ross, I don't love it. Uh, I should finish the thought, though. The connection is uh, Kaliev played uh, multiple seasons under Steos and Anlauer with the Hamilton Bulldogs. Yeah, and that was a guy that uh, we thought may have been selected uh, with the pick that they used Shane Pinto uh, with there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You're looking at acquiring a 22-year-old power play specialist. Is that going to is that gonna move the needle? Well, the power play could use some help. I know they scored last night, but it's not the worst thing. And if Kubelik's going either the other way or moved in another trade, he's basically a younger, cheaper version of Dominic Kubelik. Yeah, it's true. No, I don't like it's it's a fine idea. It's just I don't know if that's where you're gonna start if you're the Ottawa Senators. But again, I, I don't have any any better options or or anything like that. And uh I, f- I feel like moving a defenseman for a forward, even though Branny, I, I will I'm hopping off my soapbox and uh not so much a Branny stand as I used to be, but he doesn't move the needle a whole lot, but I I think that's maybe moving backwards as this decor is struggling right now. And he's even, a part of the struggles, though. Definitely, definitely. But I don't know if taking him out. I don't know if that's a uh, addition by subtraction type of move, but it could be. I don't know. Interesting. We'll there's see what a, happens. There's not any good options. Like this. This team is in trouble. 
And they're, you talk about the LA Kings free falling. This Ottawa Senators team, like they're already halfway through their skydive. Like they, they've already taken pictures and they're posting them to their Instagram story of their skydive right now. Well, for right now, it's it's the free edition that's coming soon, right? Shane Pinto's edition. But don't they, correct me if I'm wrong, but don't they have to move money out just to bring him in? Yeah, but if if he signs for under a million, which could be the play, if it is a one-year deal, he signs for, I think, his qualifying offer, which I know expired, but that same amount would have been about $894,000. So it would be as easy as Mark Kastlick getting sent down, I believe. Yeah, fair, fair to swap it out. I. I, I really think the the first thing this team has to do is move Dominic Kubalik just to just to have that two point five off the books. Like even if it ends up being a Thomas Tatar like deal, where you just move him for a fourth or a fifth round pick just just to free up that money, and then now you've got some flexibility to work with. Um, so as lame and as kind of that doesn't help your team at all. It, even though say what you want about Dominic Kubelik, it would hurt your team losing a guy like that. But I, I just think you gotta, you gotta at least do something to free up some room to have the ability to try to do something next. Now I want it very clear. Brady Kachuk is the leader of this team yes. and I want him to play playoff hockey in Ottawa. And I'd like him to win a Stanley cup in Ottawa. Agreed. I would Close say the time. same I would say the same thing for Tim Stutzla. I'd say the same yep. thing for Jake Sanderson and Claude yep. Giroux. Those those are my untouchables. And then Jacob Chikrin, he's not untouchable. He's got a year and a bit left on his deal. But he's a guy who I would like to see in Ottawa long term. Now, beyond that, to me, it's open season on calls. And you just want the best deals for this team. And we'll figure out what is going to happen next sooner rather than later. But what do the fans think? We asked the citizens at Send Central. Should the Ottawa Senators look to make a blockbuster trade with one of their $7.95 plus million dollar cap hits going out? That would include Norris, Shabbat. I already listed them off earlier in the show. 73% say yes, Pilsy. Are you surprised that it's that far in the positive column to make a move that big? No. Uh, th- these have been the guys for a couple of years now, and you give them a little leash. They're young. Okay, they're still in the entry-level deals. But now we're past all that. Um, they don't have supporting cast players. Nope. Guys have been brought in to support this core. It's it's not working out so far. And look, a lot of these guys aren't even in their prime yet. They're about they're entering their prime. Um, so you got to look at that as well. But I just think clearly this this group is struggling to put it all together. And I hate to say it, uh, but I think it's got to be one of Josh Norris or Thomas Shabbat that is the shakeup here. Because Ross, I know Batherson is a guy people are talking about trading, but that contract is too damn good to move. Like you'd have to get good value and a return there. I don't want to move Batherson because that's, that's a good deal right there for a couple of years. So for me, it's got to be one of, Josh Norris, and you hope that Pinto and Greg can keep the the center ice position uh, good lined up throughout the roster here. Or if you're going to move Thomas Shabbat, it's this like when this is no trade click uh, kick in July first. Yes. Yeah. So you'd want to do it before then. Again, I don't. I'm not sitting here demanding those guys be traded. I don't even really want to trade those guys necessarily. But if I'm looking at this. To not be so locked into all these guys, those are the two pieces I would I would look to move uh, 
unfortunately. It sucks to say because I, I when those deals were signed for both of them, I was like, all right, these guys are going to be centers for a long time. They're going to be a part of this group being successful. But And I don't want to point them as the scapegoats, but I just think, like we mentioned, you're you're not going to move Timmy, Brady, uh, Jake, or Claude. And then I would throw Batherson in that uh, group as well. So those are the guys that make sense to just give you some flexibility moving forward. The Ottawa Senators are a mess right now. There's no other way oh, yeah. of putting it. They're four straight losses. They're they're three wins in their last ten games. They're four and twelve on the road. The only teams that have four or less wins on the road this year, San Jose is one of them, and Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> and Ottawa. Columbus has five, and Columbus is actually five nine and five on the road. So they have at least a point in ten out of their nineteen road games. Ottawa has at least a point in four out of sixteen. That's where the Ottawa Senators are at right now. And under DJ Smith, they struggled on the road. And we were always like, oh, it's coaching. It's got to be coaching. Same players, same results on the road. So let us know in the comments. We're very curious to hear what do you do with this core? What do you do with this team? How do you fix the deep-rooted issues that are at the, the bottom of this ocean of failure for the Ottawa Senators? But coming up after the break, it's been 10 games under Jacques Martin. And there have been a few bright spots. We'll highlight those and look at the other end of it up next on Locked On Senators, where we've got your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Jace Medical. I know we talk about sports to escape the crazy realities of real life, but let's talk just for a minute about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics right now in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if someone I cared about got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because we got Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular costs. Guys, it's never been more important than to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. Once again, guys, go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. Check it out today, guys. Jace Medical. Sad segment. I'm going to warn you right now. It's a sad segment. Trigger alert. Trigger alert, everyone. Get ready. We haven't talked about the goaltending at all, and I get it. There's a lot of problems outside of the goaltending, but they're not helping. They're not stealing games. They just simply aren't. Under Jacques Martin, Eunice Corpusallo has one win. One and six in his last seven starts. Forsberg probably has two of them, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. (laughs) Forsberg's two and two. Corpus Allo is one and six. 
Yeah, and that's what I was. I think I was mentioning it either last episode or uh, did you get math wrong there? Uh, one in five, six games. One in five for Corpus gotcha. Um Math guy. I was looking at it, and it feels like Forsberg gets a lot of the brunt and the kind of uh, complaints of Sens fans, ourselves included. But when you look at it, I mean, Forsberg, he has just as many wins as Eunice Corpusalo in eight less starts. Eight? And his, yeah, eight less starts, and he has seven wins. Uh, and now, obviously, neither of their stats are good. Eunice Corpusalo at 367. Forsberg at a 3-3-4, marginally better, but still on the wrong side of three. And then save percentage, Corpusalo, 8-8-7, and Forzy with the 8-8-9. Again, wrong side of 900 there for both those guys. So like, like you mentioned, Ross, like you, you've been asking me the last couple of game day previews. Pilsy, who do you want to start? I don't I don't care. Like, does it make a difference? Who do you think leads the NHL in save percentage since the Senators made a coaching change? Well, I'm going to assume it's not Cam Talbot anymore since you said the LA Kings are free-falling. No, but you're on the right track. And it's not Gustafson. He got injured. Gustafson actually has the oh, same save percentage. I know who it is. Gustafson has the same save percentage uh, since December 18th as Eunice Corpusallo, 876. So yeah, not, not Gus. Who is it? It's the other guy, Joey Dax. Sure is. Joey Decord with a 954 save percentage. Now, I, under I think Jacques... He's had like five straight games where he's allowed one goal or less or something. Like, it's been incredible. Well, yeah, he's allowed 11 goals in his last seven games. He's 6-0-1 in there. Now, um, Anton Forsberg has a 914 save percentage since Jacques Martin has taken over. For me, he has to start tomorrow, like, at this sure. point. But <laughs> get this, Billsy. A 914 save percentage? Forsberg sells a 3.67 goals against average. And obviously the Vancouver game has to have a lot to do with that because I mean, what he let in anyway, it was a lot of goals and not a lot of time um, just so I don't mess it up. But I think 16 minutes of the first period he got pulled after letting four in and then Corpusalo let the fifth one in. Not great. Meanwhile, Eunice Corpusalo in uh, six starts, uh, seven games, but six starts has an 876 save percentage. Uh, only four goalies have been worse over that span uh, who have played a minimum of three games. And one of them is Devin Levi, who will uh, be likely maybe in goal for Buffalo uh, when these two teams face off tomorrow. And another one who's below him, Mackenzie Blackwood of the San Jose Sharks, who might be in goal when they play Ottawa on Saturday. But the Senators up front, they've had some decent performances. And some guys who really shouldn't be your best players probably have been under Jacques Martin. Hey, what do you say? Why don't I? I'll just pull up here this uh, this whole chart. We went and just sorted. Like, look, what are the sense stats under Jacques Martin? And um, I, I was interested, actually. I didn't realize that Joseph, it makes sense, right? He missed 10 games, but he had not played under Jacques Martin. Last night was uh, Mathieu Joseph's first game under True. the new coaching staff. So um, that I found pretty interesting. But beyond that, like, um, I'm not sure how well everyone can see this on YouTube right now. Ah, pretty well enough here because I'm I'm looking at it too. Drake Batherson and Brady Kachuk lead the team in scoring with eight points in ten games. Uh, Brady minus six though, and Drake's minus one. Uh, Brady as well. for Brady. Classic, right? But seven of Brady's eight points have been on the on uh, even strength. I mean, makes sense, right? Nobody has more than two power play points because the power play has just been flat out awful. 
This to me though, like you look at it, and yeah, sure, the plus minus isn't great. They got they got just killed in Vancouver, though. I'm sure that has something to do with this. And last night, you know, Brady was dash four last night, and and uh, Norris was dash three. Um, um, Joseph was dash three as well. Like, who do you is the top performer under Jacques Martin for this team? Uh, I mean, I I'm gonna point to Parker Kelly. I think Parker Kelly's been the guy that he's played his best. He's kind of looked at this as, okay, new coach, new opportunity for a first impression. And I think he's been one of the bright spots since Jacques Martin taken over. And Martin's even said in the media, he's had a lot of praise for Kelly and um, he's had elevated ice time since like, what's his, yeah. Parker's uh, average ice time is 1331. He wasn't even close to that with DJ and he should have been a DJ guy, a DJ type guy. Uh, And then, yeah, I don't uh I don't really think anyone else has been that that great, honestly. I think Ridley Gregg's had a, a decent chunk. Yeah, all, yeah, okay. Give it to Ridley. Yeah. Right? Like I, I think he's been all right. And then you look in some of the defensemen, like if you're just looking at, at strictly the stats, like Brandy's got six points in his last ten games. He's plus four. He's playing over fifteen minutes a game, they which is those more games than as a forward. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's where he did some of his his damage up front, but I think the most concerning thing, unless you have any other positives you want to give me before I turn the page? No, no, I don't, Ross. I don't have any other positives for you. Well, if you're looking at it and we sort by goals, Tim Stutzel, one goal in his last 10 games. Yeah, Tim, Claude Giroux. Tim, he's had the toughest time, in my opinion, under Jacques Martin. Claude Giroux has one goal in his last 10 games. Even Ridley has one goal in his last 10 games. Tarasenko has two in his last 10 games. Uh, Kubalik, like Kubalik, Norris, Kelly, Brady Kachuk, Jacob Bernard Docker is tied for second in goals yeah. on this team in the last 10 games. And he was healthy scratched in one of them as well. Like that's, that I think is a pretty big indictment on where the senators are right now. Yeah, absolutely. Ross. Absolutely. And it's again, it's, we need to be patient. It's going to take time. This is a big change that a lot of these players are going through. But unfortunately, they don't have the luxury of taking time to to change if if they have any aspirations for this season. I'm not even talking playoffs. I'm just talking about having it not be a complete um, dumpster fire. Like right now, Ross, this, this team and franchise is like the ever-burning tire fire in The Simpsons. That is just a big fire that's constantly burning and being fueled. And I don't know, I don't know how, how they make a change that will have an impact enough that it works in quick enough time to have any sort of resounding result. That's really sad and scary. Yeah, sad. Ross, if you like if you would have told us at the start of this season that Naughty before this even halfway done, they haven't even played 41 games at the sense that we'd be talking about shaking up the core and that Jacques Martin and Daniel Alfredson would be on this bench. Like this is it's wild where this team has gotten to and how bad it's become. And the problem is solutions are are hard to come by. Like Definitely. it's a different issue every night. Last night they finally win the special teams battle, yep. but they collapsed defensively, which we felt like they had started to take steps. So it's like when that when when one thing's working, the other they, they are not they're the opposite of a well-oiled machine. Yes. They are a rickety old Chevrolet that doesn't have you know seatbelts at this point. 
And no airbags either, because the fans are taking the brunt of that. And the brakes are looking pretty thin too. Jeez. Everything's they need they need rock. They need Auto. eBay motors. Yeah, yeah, eBay shout out eBay motors. I'm I'm living in 2019 the way the Sens are playing. <laughs> with with the little name drop I just gave. Yeah. I'm literally living in 2019, 2020 right now. We've seen pain. We've seen agony. But one called eBay Motors get y'all suited up. But no, all seriousness, Pilsy, this is uh this is a time where the Senators players have to dig deep. And if I'm a fan of this team, which I happen to be, I'm looking at the Belleville Sens tonight and I'm saying, give me something. Wait, before we move over over to Belleville, I have one observation. Um mm-hmm. I was watching the media availability. Uh, we watched Jacques Martin as a as a collective group last night in the postcast, huddled up. But it was story time for Jacques for us. Um, but I went on to watch uh, Tom Shabbat and Jacob Chikrin's media availabilities. Remember that Stanley Cup commercial a couple of years ago where it just shows shots of guys being like, I. I, I don't even know what to say. And it's just, okay, now next guy, he's like, I'm speechless. I don't know what to say. And it's just this glorious montage of guys being completely speechless. And you're like, wow, that gave me chills. Winning the Stanley Cup so emotional. They got nothing to say. They can't even figure out how to display or communicate their emotions. This is crazy. Yeah, that was the Ottawa Senators last night about talking about how bad they are. Like, Chicken was like, he took, like, the first question, he takes a big pause, a big breath, and he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what to say. Uh, and Thomas Shabbat is struggling just to get, just to throw hockey cliches out. He's struggling. Like, this team is so distraught, and they don't even, they can't even keep repeating their their setup cliches anymore because it's just gotten out of hand. Like, how many times can you say, we got to look in the mirror, this is unacceptable, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, they're running out of ways to do that. And us as people that cover this team daily, we are also running out of ways to describe and to figure out and to try to understand how this continuously is happening to this team. I mean, we're on an hour and 45 minutes between last night's postcast and uh, today's show. So I think we're, 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 we're struggling, but we're getting along. It hasn't been easy. Let's just say that. Couple spins on the tankathon never hurt. They hurt a little. They do hurt. <laughs> It's going to hurt a whole lot more if things don't go better tomorrow against the Buffalo Sabres. Saturday, back at home against the San Jose Sharks. And then next week, Colorado at home on Tuesday. Cool. And the Montreal Canadiens. I'm so nervous for that. On Thursday. It's the first of two games against Montreal for the following week. They play that Thursday. And then I believe it's the following Tuesday. Yes, the 23rd, where the Sens will take on Montreal once again in La Belle Provence. So any final thoughts on today's show, Pilsy? Let's, uh, sorry, I cut you off from some possible sunshine. Let's go back to Belleville. What what were you saying about our sons in the American Hockey League? No, there's just some prospects down there that look good. We'll, we'll discuss tomorrow because it, it'll be okay. a game day for Ottawa. So we'll have some hopefully uh, changes that uh, might occur on the ice for, for the Ottawa Senators tomorrow night. But for Belleville, they're going for seven straight wins tonight. They're hosting the Manitoba Moose. They're a fun team to watch. They're organized defensively. They're scoring clutch goals. It was an, a minute and eight seconds left in the game. Zach Stapchuk got the winner on Sunday against the Manitoba Moose. So they're finding ways to win. They're getting great goaltending. Matt Sogard, Kevin Mandelazi have been good. So 
Um, Tyler Boucher got in his first pro fight. That's nice. Uh, he's got a goal and an assist so far in, in his, but hey, since he's been uh, healthy, they're six and one in his seven games. So I'm looking forward. I'm going to probably catch as much of the game as I can tonight, Belleville, Manitoba. And uh, yeah, hopefully it's another win because it, it's about damn time for that team to be good too, right? They've been struggling bottom of the standings over the last while. Igor, by the way, um, I believe it just ended, but he was on a six game point streak down there. And they get reinforcements back, Yuri Smekal and Angus Crookshank. So there's a little ray of sunshine to finish off the show. Love it. Love it. A Ross of sunshine, could you say? <laughs> um, we'll be back tomorrow with more. And uh, we're just trying to plan a time here with Mark Mathot. We're going to either look at him later this week or next, but expect to hear from Meth. And uh, yeah. Hopefully he's got some words of encouragement because we could use them right about now. I mean, Matt tweeted out last night too. He said, hey man, I was traded straight up for Nick Felino, hockey type trade. Maybe that's something the Senators need, that type of trade, player yeah. for player. And maybe that could be what ails this Ottawa Senators team. But we'll be here every step of the way, man. Win or lose, we vent or vibe. If you want to support the show, uh, please leave a review on Apple. Just hit the five-star button and uh, just put one word. You want to spin the Tankathon wheel? We'll do that for each one we get on the postcast. We're also uh, very appreciative of that. Please like and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platforms, including on YouTube. That goes a long way. Same with leaving a comment below. How are you handling this Ottawa Senators season? We're handling by talking in a group. And we hope that you enjoy each and every show. We'll be back with more tomorrow. For today, we say goodbye. Thank you for listening. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day.